All right, folks, welcome to a new episode. Let's just cut to the chase here. Shut up of the week. Let's fucking go. So right after I recorded episode three last Tuesday, I was at a restaurant. I watched game six of the Tampa Islanders series. And obviously the Islanders won an overtime to force game seven. And ensuing after the Islanders won in overtime, they started getting rained on by beer cans from the crowd. And Eddie Olchick and Brian Boucher put on a display of tone deafness that I have not seen for quite some time. Here's a clip. Hey, Eddie Olchek and Brian Boucher. Shut the fuck up. First of all, Olchek goes, they're throwing cans of whatever it is on the ice. Like, you obviously know what it is. It's fucking beer. So give me a break. Second of all, like, the players are loving it. It's hilarious. It's obviously not orthodox, but, like, they're fans in Long Island and possibly what was the last game at Nassau Coliseum of all time. They're fired up. They're having fun. It probably started a trickle-down effect. Someone threw a couple of cans. Next person threw a couple of fans. Next thing you knew, they were getting showered by cans. That is nasty, in my opinion. And, you know, what could have been a hilarious thing to talk about on the air, Eddie Olchik and Brian Boucher just sucked the life out of the room. Like, worried about beer cans flying on the ice being dangerous to the players. Like, Scott Mayfield wasn't out there the entire night chucking lumber like a fucking woodchuck. Like, I'm fine with them doing that, too, being that dirty with the cross-checks. Like, that's the cost of doing business in the playoffs. Um, But, like, Brian Boucher is on my shit list. He's been absolutely terrible all season long, all postseason long. I wouldn't mind if his voice was never on my television again. I saw he got picked up by ESPN as part of their crew, which is just an outrageous decision by them. Um, but I honestly feel like someone murdered the real Brian Boucher or kidnapped him or something, and they replaced him with like a, a clone or someone that isn't actually Brian Boucher because it's hard to believe that this guy actually played in the NHL with some of the shit that he says on the air. Like, why buy a vacuum when you can just turn on a Game 7 and Brian Boucher can literally suck all the air out of the room? All right, welcome to Hildy's Hot Takes, folks. Episode four, and whoever started building the negative connotation around picking your nose needs to literally be tasered. Like, honestly, I type in picking your nose on Google. Nose picking is the act of extracting nasal mucus with one's finger and may include the subsequent ingestion of the extracted mucus. No fucking chance that happens. This action is condemned in most cultures. Societies try to prevent development and the habit and attempt to break it if it is already established. Sorry, that was a bit of a gibberish little reading there. Um, What the hell, people? What the hell? 
you know, as someone that has just recently kind of figured out that, you know, nasal breathing is kind of a really important thing for humans to do. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm picking my nose a lot lately. I mean, not obviously in public spaces, but I'm picking it a lot. There's a lot that I'm grabbing out too. So it's a good thing that I'm picking. Otherwise, like, I don't know where it would all go if I wasn't picking it on my nose and that shit's just clogging it up. That's how you breathe. That's really what you used to breathe and it's all clogged up. So why is it so condemned? Obviously, it's gross. So don't do it in public place. But I was doing it in front of my mom while watching TV one time. She was like, that's gross, Jared. I was like, mom, if I can't pick my nose in front of you, then who the fuck can I pick my nose around? I didn't actually say that, but kind of in the same breath. Anyway, that's irrelevant. Canada is finally going no masks. Some regulations are coming off starting July 11th. But I'm still seeing a ton of reckless behavior out there. Like, if you were walking outside by yourself with no one else around you within like 200 feet of you, and I see you wearing a mask, to kind of quote a tweet I saw from Dave Portnoy yesterday, if I could say for you to get hit by a bus for wearing a mask outside with no one around you and not get in trouble, I would say that. But I can't say that, so I'm just going to tell you to give your fucking balls a tug and figure it out. And after that fast-paced rambling for the first five minutes, uh, I realized I got to slow down a little bit. I just got off work, busy shift at the restaurant, you know, buzzing around, freaking giving people food, taking people's food, taking orders, you know, doing all that shit. I've never, I've never done that before. And honestly, I, I think it's kind of fun. You can probably tell I'm a little high strung right now. You know, it's been a long day. But to slow it down, I'm just going to name the best fast food sandwiches. I got five listed here. They're not up for discussion. I don't care if you don't agree with me because like I have said in the past, that would make you totally wrong. All right, folks, are you ready? The number one best fast food sandwich is the Burger King Whopper. There's just something about it. The fact that it tells you to eat it with two hands on the wrapper sometimes I like. And don't get me wrong, Burger King is trash. But the Whopper is unbelievable. And if anyone, especially because the freaking Big Mac isn't even on this list, if you try to say that the Whopper is better than the Big Mac, then we have to fight. Meet me, 1307 Oster Street, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and I will knock you out. Number two, the McDonald's McChicken, which is bullshit because in Canada, they don't have a McChicken. They have a junior chicken, which is like shit. And then they have... Uh, a normal like it's like seven bucks for one which is which is trash you basically get a mcchicken for seven bucks for some reason but the mcchicken is a classic it's a staple in my mcdonald's order every time the mayonnaise hits different i'm telling you number three sorry for you american folk out there because it's just not the same the a and w teen burger with bacon you need to add the bacon now because for some reason they took it off um, like I said, in America, A&Ws just suck. I, I don't know. I don't know why that they, they can't figure out. It's like Tim Hortons in America are terrible. Um, but yeah, the A&W teen burger, I, I grew up on it. You know, I'd go to practice 40, 40 minutes away in Yorkton. Obviously, you can tell from my body that I grew up on the teen burgers. Teen burger, root beer float, staple, 
drive home, go to bed. That was every Tuesday, Thursday for practice. Loved it. Number four, and this is going to ruffle some feathers. It's not about Donald Trump, but I am delegating the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich to number two on the chicken sandwich list, and I'm pushing the KFC chicken sandwich to number four on my all-time best fast food sandwiches. Yes, KFC people, and if you really think about it, they fucking make chicken. That's their specialty. I didn't know what to expect when I was going in there. I saw the picture of the sandwich on the sign, and it looked amazing. And I said, there's no chance, no chance in France that they give me a sandwich and it looks anything remotely what it looks like on the sign. But they, they honestly proved me wrong. I got it. I did the one, one bite. Everyone knows the rules out of 10. And I was so pleasantly surprised. Uh, I ranked it above Chick-fil-A. Now, obviously, Chick-fil-A has all the buzz. They got the market share. They're, they are the well-known name. KFC is getting into the chicken sandwich game. I think they have been for a long time, but they just remarketed it. And it's great. If you haven't tried it, take my word for it. I'm the expert on chicken sandwiches and just eating in general. I mean, like I said, look at me. Number five. Now, this might be controversial because a lot of people don't like Arby's for some reason. But the Arby's Chicken Bacon Swiss, you got to load some Arby's sauce on top of that. Mm, 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 mm. I love like aesthetically how the Swiss cheese on the Chicken Bacon Swiss has like the holes in it. Like you see in the commercials, like you just don't get that very often anywhere you see, you know. And Arby's is like a two time a year place for me. And every time I go, it's a sta- staple um, vanilla shake and a Chicken Bacon Swiss. And it's just never failed to satisfy me ever in my life before. And that's my list. Let me know what you think. Reply to me, text me, DM me, do whatever you want. Let me know what you think about my list and I'll tell you to fuck off. And uh, this this next topic, I just need to ask the fellas something uh, like what is with shaving? Like, have you ever shaved your face or anywhere And then like two hours later, you know, you're like checking up to see how you did. And you got all the hairs. Every single hair was gone. Every single one. There wasn't any stragglers because I must not know what the hell I'm doing when I'm shaving my face. I'll do like 25 once overs too, 25 overs. And I, and I'll, I'll, when I'm shaving, I look, I'm like, I'm feeling around. There's nothing there. There is literally nothing there. I take a shower. I put some clothes on. I feel my face. Stragglers on the neck. One hanging off the chin. Couple uh, couple on the upper lip. Like, am I just an idiot or is everyone else experiencing the same thing? Like, I don't really understand it. I'm extra, extra careful going over the Adam's apple a couple times. Get the straggling ones, I think. And I don't know what's going on. They got to make some Dyson razor blade that shines a freaking blue laser beam onto your skin that uh, illuminates uh, facial hair because I can't seem to figure it out. I've been shaving for, you know, eight, nine years now. If you do the math, I was shaving when I was was 15, 16. Not a big deal. And yeah, I just can't figure it out. So if someone can help me out with that, or maybe someone can some someone can text me and say that, they are going through the same thing so I can feel better about myself, that would be awesome.
So I'm just going to segue this into a little anecdote from over the weekend. Uh, last week, starting Monday, uh, like everyone, I told you in the third episode, I moved to Saskatoon. I started working out pretty hard a couple times a day last week because I wasn't really working. And, you know, it was a long week. And then Sunday I worked out too. So I went seven days in a row. But I woke up early Sunday, like 5 a.m., cold shower, grounding, meditated for an hour, went and got a workout in, got home, another cold shower, meditated for another hour, did some more grounding, pounded the water, you know, was listening to my my calming music, and I was feeling good. had a great, great self-care day. got some good sun exposure. I was feeling mint. So I go to my friend's two-year-old's birthday party, his second birthday party. Sucks getting so old that you have some friends with two-year-olds now. But I went to his birthday party. Um, I had one beer, had a couple pieces of pizza, uh, and a shit ton of veggies. I had the veggies before, you know, got to curb those glucose spikes. But, um, yeah, I was just hanging out. It was a nice day. I was hanging in the sun. We went downstairs, watched a little soccer while the little man took a nap before he opened up presents. Uh, Went back upstairs. It was a normal day. It was a normal two-year-old birthday party. They had the whole nine yards, kiddie pools, freaking um, bouncy houses. It was pretty much the sickest party I've ever seen. I mean, I had my my 21st birthday um, three days after winning a national championship, and that was pretty sick, and this kid's second birthday party was sicker than that like he was decked out in gear they had decorations it was amazing i can't believe my parents never did that for me it's kind of fucking bullshit um but whatever so anyway the next morning i go work out and i get a text from the guy and he uh the guy the kid's dad he goes were you uh were you high at my two-year-old's birthday party yesterday and I said excuse me he said I don't know someone was smelling marijuana and then everyone kind of clued on it. it was you since you were acting so like so weird and like and like down and I was like what and I, I had to explain to him obviously that that no I, I did not show up to your two-year-old's birthday party baked but I guess the moral of the story is I just thought it was pretty cool that I was so zenned out and chilled that people thought I was high on the marijuana, which I wasn't. I would like to clear that up. Like I said in like the last episode as well is like there's a time and a place to get high and going to your buddy's second buddy's kid's second birthday party. That's that's not a time and a place for it. So if anyone was wondering, you know, when 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 to get a little baked definitely don't do it at a a kid's second birthday party just a little token of advice from hildy's hot takes and now that i've wasted 15 minutes of your time it's now it's time to talk some some nba basketball for the first first time on the podcast and part of my take does this segment the podcast bft commenter and big cat barstool sports they do this segment where that they call talking hockey and so I would like to kind of do the same segment. They don't they don't put put much respect on hockey's name. So I'm going to do the same same segment for the NBA. Okay, ready? This is talking NBA. Paul George fucking sucks at basketball. 
And that was talking basketball. On to the NHL. Tampa up 1-0 on the Montreal Canadiens. They pretty much dominated them the whole night. Um, Montreal is in one again. I said that last series when they were playing Vegas and they got pumped in the first game. But I think Tampa is a different beast than Vegas was. I honestly think that Tampa would sweep Vegas. Um, Vegas is a good team and Tampa is just way better than them. And what is really kind of making me think that this is going to be, you know, a shorter series is that Montreal, all the first three rounds, you know, they are a stingy team with one of the best goalies in the league who's, who is really, 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 really hot. And they're staying in games and they're winning games and they're just kind of taking it over with their defense and their goalie transitioning into quick, quick strike offense. And they've had the best goalie in the series for the first three series, 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 and they can't, they can't say that now because Vasilevsky is just on another level. Maybe when Price was Vasilevsky's age, he would have been, you know, the same athleticism, the same physical shape, you know, body's not worn and torn as much. But in, in the final, in the fourth round of the playoffs here, you know, Price, is, Price has been in the net pretty much the whole time. I think the entire time. I don't know if he's been pulled, maybe once. But Vasilevsky just looks fresh. He's stopping everything. And what the Montreal Canadiens were doing to teams in the first three rounds, Tampa is now doing that to them. And the only difference between Montreal and Tampa is that they both have stingy kind of defensives. But then Tampa has like 10 guys that will absolutely put the puck in the net. And this is going to maybe be a bit of a hot take, but I think they have three of the top five players in the entire NHL. All right. So it goes McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman, and Braden Point. Braden Point is a top five player in the NHL. And I don't care if you disagree with me. If you take a look at his regular season stats and you say, oh, but, 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 I, I just don't care because, you know, this is two playoffs in a row now where he is absolutely dominated. And he's not getting just greasy goals, which he is, which is good, which is how you need to score in the playoffs. But he's also scoring some unbelievably beautiful goals. Some goals where you stop the TV and you just go, holy fucking shit, check this out to your buddy that was sitting on his phone for the last three hours. And and if those star players for Tampa keep on doing what they did last night and Vasilevsky keeps on letting in one goal a game, then Montreal is toasted. Um, I would love to see some more fans at the Bell Center. Uh, I've always loved that rink. Obviously, look at that lower bowl just on TV. It looks crazy. I don't think could only imagine what it looks like in person. So if Montreal gets some fans, maybe they can they, they get, get some momentum and, and give Tampa a little bit of a push at, on home ice. But I don't know. We'll see. Adam Fox wins the Norris. I'm not really sure what I think about that. Um, they could have gave it to Hedman. Maybe should have given it to McCarr. I mean, really, if you watch McCarr play 10 games, you watch Adam Fox play 10 games. It's it's. I mean, Adam Fox is a great player, but McCarr is just – it's just stupid out there. Like he makes some plays walking the blue line or just some deception play plays where like me and my teammates over the season were watching it a couple of times, like on the bus or just, or just hanging out together in the apartment. And we all just look at each other and say like, you can't tell me that's not the best D man in the league. Like 
Edmonds had that longevity now where he's just obviously a staple top three guy every year. But Makar, you know, I, I was you, Makar might win like five or six out of the next seven Norris trophies. And I don't know. I didn't really look at the stats before I started recording this podcast um, for making the argument that Fox, but I, I just don't really um, – on the surface, I'm just not really a fan of the decision there. Um, I think McCarr should have gotten it just from the eye test alone. And we're at the 20-minute mark to send you on your way. I'll just touch on this stupid Ryan Nugent Hopkins contract, eight years. million per year for Edmonton. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Edmonton? What are you doing? This guy, I think this, Nugent Hopkins has played like 15 career game, playoff games in 10 years or something. Like, it's been pretty ridiculous. And he's so vanilla out there and so anti-winning playoff games that I just don't understand how you don't just trade the guy and move on from a guy who hasn't really done shit since being first overall. Like you could almost make the case that he's a bit of a bust. Uh, Almost. I'm not saying he is a bust. I'm saying you could almost make that case. And just from a GM's perspective, I don't know what the hell they're thinking there. Uh, I I was thinking that they should move on from him. I saw a couple of his shit stats in the playoffs. I was like, I don't know how you can sustain that on the same team without having any success. But, you know, I guess they got a loyal GM, and if and if he wanted to stay, he wanted to stay. And with a guy that's played in the league that long, a, a first overall pick, um, maybe you just got to give him that a bit of a respect factor and, you know, kind of cave into his wishes. But I think in the long run, that's a terrible decision by the Oilers, and he's just going to be a burden on the lineup in about three or four years here. If not, he already is, if you really, really, really take a deep dive into the lineup. And that was Hildy's Hot Takes Episode 4. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. I got some good feedback from last weekend. Um, You know, I don't feel great just flaming women on this podcast. So in saying that, before I go, if you're a girl and you listen to this podcast, I'm also going to be reaching out just to some other people I might know. And you have a dating app and you have the same stupid list or stupid repetitive bios or pictures or anything you want to roast about any guy's tinder either screenshot it block the name out or do whatever you want and send them to me and i'll do them i'll do a guy's edition and i'll just because i'm super critical of guys as well guys fuck they need to figure it out sometimes um so i i want to give the girls a fair chance to get back to the guys because you know I'm an equal opportunity employer here. And lastly, I just want to thank everyone for, you know, sharing the podcast, telling their friends about it. Really means a lot. I'm appreciating all the kind words. It means more than you know. And it's it's kind of tar- kind of tough growing this thing. I mean, I just deleted my Instagram and Twitter account uh, last fall due to, you know, mental health issues. I just needed a reset and because of that, I'm kind of in the hole here with with sharing this thing and getting the word out. So uh, if ever, if everyone, if they like the podcast, could just keep on doing that, that'd be totally fantastic. And I, and I love you a lot for that. Uh, farewell. We'll see you next week.